Hi, welcome to Pot as a Woman. I'm Eli Olsberg. I'm Teresa Lee. So excited. Uh, we're doing a mini episode reviewing the concert. The concert. The, the concert. Li- we're changed. I mean, I don't know about <laughs> you. I feel I'm a new woman. I've been reborn. Uh, Truly. I feel like, well, yeah, I definitely, it was a spiritual experience to say the least. Um, I cried. Did you cry? I had tears in my eyes a couple of times. I had no tears left to cry. <laughs> uh, I did feel very like, like there was a lot of dancing in my seat. Well, like in in our general section. Um, By the way, on the way here, um, when I was driving through Larchmont, Mm -hmm. I saw someone wearing the sweetener (gasps) t-shirt that's that's split with Thank You Next, that shirt that's like half pink, half beige. Uh, I saw someone walking on the street with that. Well, while I was driving, though, so I didn't... You know what? I probably wouldn't have approached them anyway just because... Uh, but I feel like I was. I just wanted to be like I've, I was there. It's like seeing someone who um, got out of the same cult as you. Yeah, because it's such <laughs> a specific T-shirt. It, that was that's the shirt that I was most torn about buying. Really, I didn't really like it on the uh, rack, but I uh, I I do think it might be one like down the road, a couple albums from now, we'll we'll think of fondly. Yes, that's that was the problem I had with that. I was like, you know what? I do like wear like I like the shirt, but I, I feel like one it would have a hard. By the way, for the people listening, what I'll break it down a little more. It's like it's a shirt that's half pink, that like lavenderish pink that mm-hmm. of the Thank You Next album cover, and then the other half is that sweetener beige. So it's like a bifurcated shirt essentially, yeah. and uh, and it says like sweetener slash Thank You Next, and it has all the tour dates. But it, I feel like it's a fashion nightmare in terms of what to wear <laughs> it with. Um, because I'm picturing it, I'm like, yeah, I guess I could just wear it with black jeans. I don't. Maybe it's it's the confidence of the person wearing it. Because uh, I I just while I was w- w- trying to picture myself wearing it, I was like, you know what, this um, I don't think I'd look good in this. Well, I yeah, it's, I think it's um, when you're wearing Ariana merch, you're not necessarily it's, it's not the same rules. It's not like pink yeah. goes with black or whatever. I think it's just That's Ariana true. merch. That's the statement. It is. That it's you're the making. statement you're making. Yeah, I got the black long sleeve. One that says sweetener on it and has like a picture of Ari's face. Yeah. Like almost like like rotoscoped or something. And and then it has on the sleeves, it's also stuff written in pink. Goes really well with my <laughs> pink high top Jordans. Just a great outfit. Yes, which is what you wore to the concert. Yes. I wore pink as well. Mm-hmm. I wore the pink Jordans, black jeans, and the my the sweetener album cover t-shirt yes which is great i wore her uh thank you next album mm-hmm. cover t-shirt in gray which i got on amazon shout out to amazon <laughs> yeah shout out to hot topic for mine that is a sincere statement i bought my yes, hot topic. that's right i remember you sending me the link um but and then i also wore a pink blazer with black scallop shorts and um high boots high knee boots. they weren't over the knee i that was where i went wrong Ari yeah. wears knee uh, over the knee boots but i don't know if they're really over the knee or if she's just so short like, oh, that's oh, I forgot of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know they're probably over the knee, but like I, mine, I have long legs, so I mean, maybe I can't you know. imagine. Yeah, it's a, especially to like have to stand that way in a concert the whole time. Um, <laughs> and also, I wore a pink jacket as well. Yeah. And don't forget the the highlight is you wore a high pony. I did wear a high pony. You can look at our photos at on our, our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, we're just I'm adding them actually. They'll already have been up, but it's on the Pot is a Woman Instagram. Yes, Pot is a Woman, and on my Instagram at Larissa T. There's a good photo of all three of us on my Instagram. Yes, as well as mine at Eli Ellsworth. Yeah, we really did. and Chelsea also. We went with a podcast alum Chelsea Frank. We did also did a high ponytail. Yes, she did the full Ari outfit. She did the long sweater. Yeah. Uh, boots it was a look yeah it was a look l-e-w-k <laughs> completely um but I, speaking of her merch i feel like oh we talked about this on um on the day but there was merch i was like oh i like that but then you're like i don't know how i feel about that and it was like reminiscent of like selena era um oh, uh, pictures and i was right. like that's right i feel like it is kind of hinting at this like like again, uh, Hispanic culture that she is not a part of. Yeah, that I know. she likes to fool us into thinking she may or may not be Hispanic, especially with the she's seven. Not. The seven. <laughs> I know totally. The seven ring style merch was really yes, this, like. There was a lot of that, and there was one I thought the design was cute, and you're like, I don't like that. She's twerking on it, and I was like, that's right, she is. But I like at first, like I didn't see it at first, and then once you called it out, I was like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and which ones did you end up buying? So I got a very simple one because I actually have been looking for one like this and I kept googling it I didn't see it just something that said God is a woman in very big letters mm-hmm. so that's the one I got it says it across the back pretty big um, very simple white t-shirt with that and then like a maybe a little 
logo, um, but mm-hmm. not much. And then I got one for my boyfriend that also is that in black, but had all the touring cities on it. Oh. Which, and, and a cool graphic in the front that looks kind of like a rocker, yeah. rocker t-shirt. Um, and, and he, uh, yeah, he's been wearing it and getting compliments. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He, he really got to cash in yeah. uh, without having to do any of the work. He without just showed, having to go. He just put on a shirt and everyone's <laughs> like, oh, my God. Um, I, uh, I also feel like, well, so just so people know, the concert we're reviewing is the first night at Staples Center. Yes. Um, she played in L.A. three nights, and we got the first night. at. She did two nights at Staples, one night at the Forum. Um, she. It's also, it was my first time at Staples in, I think, Ever for a concert. Okay. I've been for a basketball game. Yeah, which is totally different, obviously. But this, and we had floor seats, and we were in the back of the floor, and it was still like an incredible view. It was very, yeah, we felt, it felt very intimate. We were there. They came down this runway. And every yeah. time they did, I felt like I wish she did it more. But when they did, it Same. was like they were very close. That is, yeah, that was interesting. So she, um, to like paint a picture for people, it she. So there's the normal stage, but then she has a runway in the middle that also kind of like circles back around on both sides of the arena. So like if you're say like on one of the sides or mm-hmm. even in the back, she at some point will be relatively close to you. Yeah. So you'll, you'll have a good view. But it was weird that she spent a lot of it hanging on the actual in stage. the back yeah well it almost felt to me like i could see her musical theater background or passion i don't background or not i mean she yeah. pretty much all around was i mean she was just a child star so i don't know i would call it a background <laughs> um but her musical theater passion because uh it felt almost like uh, like a musical because of mm-hmm. the set pieces you know they had a big car on stage i'm sure yeah. you've seen on her instagram um a lot of set pieces a lot of like costume design um elevatoring for, to and from the stage like she would show yes. up in the middle of the stage through an elevator from the bottom and go back out yeah. that way and really utilizing the dancer like the ensemble um a lot of choreography which to her credit she participated in she did a death drop at one point very oh, yeah. cool in heels i mean good for good for her go girl but it was like, <laughs> it was a lot of that it was like full-on choreography mm-hmm. like formations levels yep. all of it um and which she's normally in the background of like or sorry i should say the dancers are usually in the background yeah of. no but she, they were featured prominently right and she was taking them with her everywhere she went on the stage yeah. like if she wasn't performing by herself which for the ballads she did or for the slower songs but if she had choreographers they came out with her i mean even for like I guess we'll do like more of a song by song breakdown, but even when they weren't dancing, she would still have them around. Yeah, it felt like it felt like, um, for lack of better words, like like um, like competition dance. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever seen. I mean, I guess if you've watched Dance Moms or anything like that, you've seen elements of it. But I used to dance, and in studios, we would do these kind of numbers to compete in, and they're sort of these. It's a hybrid between musical theater because it's not musical theater. You're not singing, right? But the dancing itself is like full technique, and that's what you had. It didn't feel like backup dancing, right? Like they were doing full on contemporary leaps and turns and yeah and it was like a choreographed number that wasn't just background hip shaking totally like people yeah. were doing tumbles and stuff and I yeah like, That's i remember cool. I, I watched on the dangerous woman diaries when she did greedy i think there were only two backup dancers i could be wrong there might have been four on stage but their movements were very like she was in sync with them but it was very like very easy to yeah, do like highlighting and, yeah and then when she would sing they would hit more complicated foot moves not very much so though yeah and i remember thinking that i was like oh this is like a f- especially the first half of the show i thought the first half was uh, like especially theatrical oh very yeah very much so because they were like partnering dancing um they were sliding across the floor it's a lot of that. They were using like the, the the sets they were using, not just the car, but like a gigantic table. Mm-hmm. Um, she like I, it was honestly, it was a spectacular concert. My criticisms were few and far between, like what little yeah. issues I had. But I think overall, like she um, really it's it's funny because when concerts cost a lot, it, it which is very common, I think, in like um, arenas, uh-huh. they're they're not cheap. Um, she definitely spent a lot of money yeah you know what i mean um so it didn't feel like as big of a um like a cash grab or like as a cachet grab you know what i mean Uh and that concert was very sold out by the way oh yeah well this is an interesting thing our friend chelsea who came with us said that afterwards that she wanted more interaction with her and she felt like it was very like distant yeah um and i do 
know what she's saying, but I like that about it. I like that it felt like this show because I'm mm-hmm. like, I paid money to watch a show. Yeah. And to me, I don't need the illusion that she's like holding my hand or whatever because I wanted right. to see her artistry, which <laughs> I feel like we got. But I also understand sometimes people go to concerts, they just want to feel close to the artist. Um, but I, I was thinking about how that comes across in comedy too. Like sometimes you get a comedian who has a very very strong joke writer and their set is tight, but they don't do crowd work. And sometimes people watch them and they, if for whatever reason you might space out and then they never check in with you and you're just like, they were funny, but I didn't connect. And well, then, well, then you have comedians who go on stage and don't write stuff, but they're so funny and charming. They yeah. just talk to the audience and the audience is like, I love them. Yes. And I think that, well, because I think the other problem is like if a joke doesn't go well and you're just like a strong joke writer and the, the crowd work or the, the kind of intimacy isn't as engaging, mm-hmm. if a joke bombs you have a really hard time climbing out of that. You kind of like, you could see a lot of the time they'll just move on to the next thing. Yeah. And that's okay. I think talking to audience members who aren't comedians, like I talked to my sister a lot after she watches shows, she'll always ask me like, why do people, um, she's like, why do your comedian friends always, uh, she calls every comedian, my friend. Um, <laughs> she's like, why do your comedian friends always like address the room when something's not going well, she's like, we don't notice it until they keep going like, Oh, you guys didn't like that. You didn't like that. And yeah. she's like, why don't they just do the next thing? And I'm like, I think it's because we're so insecure and we've done this joke a million times that we know something that usually works. Uh, we feel the silence, Yes. but to an audience, they don't know. And so they're just like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? It didn't work. What was supposed to work? Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's hard because it depends on what you're calling out in the room. I, it's a defense mechanism most of the time, <laughs> but like for me, I know early on, that's what it was. And then yeah. eventually I would only do it if it was a weird tension in the room. If there's, it, it, you know, sure. there's a certain point where you could just tell you kind of have to like power through, um, which I often wonder how musicians deal with that because a lot of times, I guess this is what, what, what and I do agree with Chelsea as well to a point. Um, mm-hmm. But I think with an arena show, because I thought of it more as like, I was like, okay, we've seen her twice. We saw her at last year at, the Ace Hotel, which well, that one she was very much engaged very, and present. Very, exactly, that was the that was why I was like, wait, this is weird because the last time we saw her, she talked in between every song, and it wasn't just like dead air where she was like just trying to pass time. She literally was like yeah. making jokes and talking about so- the songs and like she started a song over because someone said, wait, yeah, I'm please not start recording. it over, yeah, and like and so the the things. So I, I my f- f- like I said, my complaints are few and far between. Mine would be that I do think. She could have maybe talked a little more. Like it did feel Mm -hmm. there is a way to do an arena show and still feel make the person in like section 402, which is like, you know, the top farthest away section or whatever, feel like they're still 10 feet away from you. Even if you look like a little peanut running around on the stage, you know what I mean? Like just a little bouncing ball. Um, And I I did think about that. I was like, you know, if we were up top. I do wonder how I would feel about this because it does. It there was a big moon in the middle of this. You know, it looked beautiful to look at. The lighting was incredible. Yeah. Um, but I love that moon. I did too. Oh my god, when it lit up, I like I lit up. But it uh, is. It's like cats culture though. It's straight up taken from cats. Yeah. Have you ever I, seen Cats the musical? No, I'm familiar. She's with a big it, moon on this day. I'm like, this is straight up cats. Yeah, this I mean, she's, that's her theatrical <laughs> <laughs> fandom. Literally jumped out. You're just doing cats. No. She, uh, well, she also like. I, I think the, the other thing about that, though, where I was like, you know what? I bet I know why she's not. Because here's the other thing. She's playing. She played over 25 songs. Um, she did. Well, you mentioned the Sweetener Sessions. And honestly, I really enjoyed that. But I remember watching that and wanting a more theatrical thing. So I think yeah. we just... What what it was was it's just not for everyone. Like, we all... Like, you like that more. And I remember yeah. seeing that and being like, oh, I wanted more theatrical theatricality sure. i wanted like you know the rock star fire coming out like obviously not that for her right but, right um i think it's because i grew up going to going to shows at small clubs like i was really in a pop punk growing up okay like like and i think that for the longest time it was very rare i only went to amphitheaters once a year and mm-hmm. usually i was very good about getting seats in those like f- uh, front areas um, and if I couldn't, I wouldn't go to those because whenever I'd go to shows in really small clubs, like troubadour sized venues, which are like 200, 300 cap venues, you're close no matter where you are, but there is this kind of like sweaty, you know, dancing around kind of thing. Yeah. And now I, with pop music, that's a little different because the, 
the energy is different. It's a different kind of fandom. Yeah. So I think being that close, it's just people freaking out for a full hour that this person's <laughs> 20 feet away from them. Do you think it's like more crazy when it's a dude singer? Like One Direction would just, is it, is it the audience that energy you're craving or the stars energy? That's a great, um, I, I thought the audience was really engaged. We got really lucky that we had this, this couple in front of us that was having oh, a they blast. Were so great. Yeah. Cause the people around us were mostly kind of muted. I didn't feel like there was a lot of like screaming from the audience. Not that I need it, but when you watch these like documentaries about these pop stars or I, you know, iconically think of the Beatles and yeah. how crazy people get. Um, I almost feel like when I watch a pop star, I expect that. And that's part of the experience. Definitely didn't have it at Sweetener. It was a lot of like Amex bros or whatever. Oh God, that was so weird. Yeah. Who didn't even like, it just, the energy was very like dead. That started, that concert, she opened with Breathing and that was a really, um, I feel like the rest of the concert actually didn't live up to that because that I remember actually being, even though everybody was, was like running around and we were, I, I I think at that point, because Teresa and I had to buy separate seats and then eventually the concert was so nuts we were able to just stand together. Yeah. But I remember... I, for a moment, we were able to like run up to the barricade, like to the second floor barricade and and watch. And that felt really powerful. Like, even though it was like so hectic for that song, I I still really felt it. And then she played only one because it was the anniversary for my everything. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people really know that song still. Yeah. Well, that didn't feel like it was true fans there. It was people who thought it was a cool thing to do. But um, so I don't know, because I feel like the show itself, I felt like I got what I wanted from the concert, but maybe I could have gotten more from the audience. And maybe that led to the illusion that there wasn't an engagement. But I think it's because, you know, if the audience was going cray cray, maybe she would have been more like, oh, I love you guys, too. But she didn't. I I thought the same thing. And I was like, you know, I, I don't know how you can convey that in an arena, because the only people who really are known for doing it that way are like in a in a very theatrical way that really connects to the audience is Beyonce mm-hmm. and uh, as much as I hate to admit it Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor's so good about talking to her fans, but I think she's someone who genuinely loves her fans because she loves herself and her well, fans I think, love I think her. She, yes, I think. Well, it's interesting. There, I think Taylor and Ariana are kind of two sides of the same coin. Like yeah. in that I do, I think they both like it. I think they like being on stage. I think they really enjoy those things, but I think Taylor does enjoy this thing where she's, you know, I think she gets on like, like cranes and stuff that take her out into the crowd. If I remember correctly. Yeah. I, she really likes that energy, but I, to, to me, Ariana reminds me more of like a Chrissy Teigen type where they love to interact online. They really are like witty yes. and snappy and they're like very authentic and they're being themselves. But they also have like this uh, distance. It's not a distance like I don't like you, but it's a distance because they're like, I don't think they're as narcissistic as Taylor is. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Most artists are a little bit narcissistic. Oh, I think they're equally narcissistic. Uh, well, well, there's a sense of like a little bit more taking themselves not as seriously. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And because I, yes. of that, they're going to be like happy to have their fans, but also distance. But when you take yourself very seriously, your fans that come to you, you're going to be like, yes, you're right. You see what I'm doing. Like you yeah. get it. As mm-hmm. opposed to being like, okay, I did a thing. What do you guys think? Oh, I'm also open to yeah. criticism because like, I'm not perfect. Well, I think the di- the key difference is that, you know, every time Taylor Swift does a album, you know, she did this album reputation that was meant to be like this, like clap back to haters, I guess. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, <laughs> it, that's crazy to me. I think that is like, it's just like, you know, I, I feel like if you're going to do a thing where you're like, well, this is me being raw, be raw. I don't think Taylor's truly been like. Um, I, I I don't think there's been introspection in the way that Thank You Next was the whole yeah. album, and uh, so, uh, you know what Taylor makes up for in those live performances. I think Ari kind of has the same thing in terms of the album. Sure. Um, that being said, I'm I'm like I can't stress how minor this criticism is. Like, it, oh yeah, it, I mean I'm still very excited for Taylor's new stuff. Yeah. Um, but I I'm one of the few who I think just like her better when she was doing country music and country pop like i think that's where she really shined because she you can feel her vulnerability whereas in her very produced tracks like it seems that she's curating a message like she really cares about perception 
Well, I think because her earlier work, she was younger, and yeah, that kind of just, vulnerability. It, she was it, her without, yeah, without being aware, and now she's aware and trying to control the narrative, and it feels a little uh, contrived. Yes, and she's still very talented. So her music is absolutely, still very good, yeah, but. of course. Um, and also, I think with Ariana's concert, um, with going back to like what we were talking about where she was like doing choreo and stuff. I think one of the reasons she wasn't, she, she doesn't engage as much as in terms of what we're talking about is because one thing you can tell in terms of her not having done choreo before, you can kind of see her wheels turning on her face to be like, all right, I need to hit this point. I need to get, you know, you can, you can tell her going from A to B, but that's totally okay because it's a very, when you watch people who, um, who do choreo really well, like pop stars who can do choreo really well. Britney the, the, was yeah, one of the Brittany, best. I mean, I mean yeah, she, I, 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 I saw it. a video recently with Haley Kiyoko do like really good choreo. Oh, yeah, choreo. but Haley's like a dancer. Right, yeah, exactly. She, so yeah. those people have that background. And I think those are the only people who just know inherently how to do that while they're like walking on stage and hitting a lyric. Yeah. Whereas with Ariana, she's got a very powerful voice and she's making sure that that comes across. Sure. In between, like, so the choreo is a little more. She also she's also wearing high high boots. <laughs> yeah, and like and, and a high pony. And also doing a much more, um, like, in terms of her her theatricality, it's more. She, she sometimes she tries to like incorporate things like Motown or you know where mm-hmm. she has those like things where it looks almost like the Supremes where they're doing these like yeah you know they had all the dancers had microphones that they weren't using that they were just <laughs> kind of like dancing along with well they even for Bloodline they did this whole thing where people were selling her like wares on the street yeah. it's like a whole theatrical thing well I also um, think that she, like we mistake not engaging for not being like a strong artist, but all the time that she's put into rehearsing and kind of like, I mean, I'm sure there's a choreographer that she, I doubt she had as much say in the actual choreography, but like all of it, like she hiring the people, all of that is her as an artist being like, this is what I choose to share with you. So she's just putting more time up top in the preparation. I agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which I think is a, a more, um, I think a more, What's the word? Uh, like a uh, respectable. Mm, that's not the word. Yeah, like a genuine, uh, admirable way to go, yeah. as opposed to being like, I'll just show up and be me, and they love me already. Like I think it's right. so admirable. She put all this time into. She didn't have to. Like no, people totally. would have loved her if she came and did like a simple choreo. Yeah, if she just sat in the middle of the stage. People. Yeah, would be fine she put with in it. a ton of time. Made this like everything was so choreographed and to the T. Where you're like. You think it's like no room for flexibility, but actually it's like she's sharing that part of her with oh, her totally. fans. I think that's yeah. really cool. It's like gives us even more to see like this mind of yes. Ariana. I felt it more. Um, I did feel the connection more whenever she was performing by herself. I'll say that. Oh, okay. I, I've, have you ever seen Gaga in concert? Um, just through like the HBO special and those things. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think her, she's very – she's. Oh, I've also seen a few videos from the Vegas residency. Oh, dang. Well, yeah, that's probably on another level. Yeah, she like literally at the beginning of the, the not the like stripped version, but I guess the the, the, mm-hmm. the the fame version, you know, she literally opens with Just Dance and comes, has a keytar on and <laughs> gets a uh, rope like brought in from the roof. So the people who are in the shittiest seats get to see her first really up close. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen her in concert, but I've seen the videos of her and to me she has that quality too it's very theatrical very choreographed set pieces i think there was one where she had a subway was it paparazzi i don't remember but like yeah they go through a subway train i remember that yeah yeah and so it's got elements of that and i i think that's what makes pop so cool because you're not going to go to rock concert and see any of that that's what i go to pop concerts to see to see theatrics see the bubblegum stuff see the like fun (laughs) Like performance, that's mm-hmm. not. Yes, okay. In a way, the music should speak for itself, but that's not really why I go to pop concerts. No, you're right. I mean, it does have this thing where, like, I you you do, um, and I think I think that's becoming more common, by the way. Where like when people are doing arena shows, with few exceptions, a lot of pop stars do a thing where they figure out some way to also play for the people in the nosebleeds. Yeah, that would be and nice. I like that. Do I mean, you... Ariana did that, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, when she got really close to where we were, our section. It, it is this, like, very, you're like, oh, my God, this is really close. She's right there. Yeah. I feel like in the future they'll be able to project little holograms. So you can see her, but also they'll project one that's, like, right in front, in of, front of you. Right in front of you, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Oof. Yeah, that would be that would be also, like, one of those things where you're, like, it, it's cool, but also, like, oh, man, this is, 
the, the future's now kind of thing where you're like almost, <laughs> it, it, you'd have to like go to like three concerts to get that out of the way that that's a hologram. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you would be so like, oh my God, for the first like th- few times you, you yeah. saw that. Um, so let's go through the set list. Okay, let's do it. So she opened with Raindrops. Mm-hmm, which she wasn't even on stage for. She was no. singing it from yeah. like the bottom of that elevator. And then went straight into very choreographed, very beautiful God is a Woman performance with... Mm-hmm. Where she uh, she recreated that the Last Supper, yeah, very like it was cool. a big table. It, so for anyone listening, it's not that far off from Coachella, but it is different. It's not yeah. entirely. She also cut the Coachella set. I think like in terms of some of the songs, she cut a few medleys and a few like um, deep cuts. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, that's the other thing I loved about the concert. She really hit a lot of deep cuts. She did, uh, but I will say, I think it was at the end of this song, there was a moment, a queer baiting moment, right? And she like go up to a girl and like it ended. Wait, what was it? Was God that as a woman? Not, oh, it was know, a bad idea. No, let's break up with your girlfriend. I'm bored. I no, think. But oh no, you're right. Before, it's a bad idea because bad idea was after it happened God as a woman. Before right? break up with your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, it was. But maybe it was leading leading into break up with your girlfriend. And also, I'm like, was it? It wasn't. It wasn't. I think a lot of this is the narrative people online are putting on her. There's so much conversation around her uh people wanting her to be queer only because it's like fandom fandom like like sure. to say that because it's like we ship whatever and that's fun until they lean into it but also maybe they're not leaning into it maybe we're reading i mean yes or no i don't uh, know from I, her camp i go back and forth on it myself i think like but with bad idea at the to, to do that in a song called bad idea at the end of it I, if you want to read into it, it could have an implication. I think ultimately you're right. I think that's reading too much into it. Because I think there's an old pop, like it used to be, not that it was right, but that's always been a motif in pop. And it's just different now because um, we queer people have more voices to yeah. and are being listened to. So people are like, oh yeah, it's not cool to just make this a punchline. But I don't know that she is going like, oh, let me lean into this for the sake of my fans. It just may be that, I mean, with the Madonna kiss and it may just be like, it's always been a trope in pop to be like, I'll now like flirt with my dancers, my boys and my girls. Well, like, it's offer, always kind of been a thing. <laughs> that's true. But I'll offer a counter to that, which is that um, Britney and Madonna, especially Madonna. <laughs> Remember that Christina was part of that? I know, yeah, nobody gave a <laughs> shit. Everyone's <laughs> like, and I'll tell you why, for two reasons actually, because one, even though Christina was big at a certain point, she did hit. She did have like a, a critical mass. She never hit the Britney level of critical mass. True. And also, um, it, it she didn't have the goal. Like Britney was the Madonna successor through and through. Yes, she like, was crowned the pr- princess of pop. Yeah, and and Christina was known more for the Ari style vocals. Yeah, and she had she actually had to like cr- she created X Tina and became more sexualized. Yeah, and I think that. Um, with, and I think Ariana falls into that where she, I mean, obviously for years now has been making very horny music, but, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think that like, we don't associate it the same way. So when she does do something like that, where it's like at the end, oops, she actually went in to kiss the girl at the end of the breakup with your girlfriend video. It gets, it, it is like, wait, what is she doing here? Um, and that's why I think it creates like more of a hubbub than yeah. like with Britney and Madonna, it was that was also a time when that that was like the height of like Maxim magazine culture, so sure. everybody got a boner over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, it male did, gaze. Yes, kiss. and and it, but it also had this like passing the baton thing. <laughs> you know, it's weird because it's not even male gazy when they do it now. It's like queer gazy, if that makes sense. It's like doing it yes. for the queer community, and that's why they call it queer baiting because it's like, are you doing it to get us on your good side? Mm-hmm. But. Uh, but in a way, it is kind of like, I don't know, the voices. I think there's. it's good to be aware, but also it's like, if we're yelling at everybody, then nobody's going to explore. Because it's like, sure. there is this in-between phase that people forget about when you're on your way to finding your identity where you should just explore. And while you're exploring, you might say the wrong thing, but that's because you don't know what you are. So it's like, people are so quick to be like, are you a straight person saying this or are you a gay person saying this? Because that's going to change how I see you. It's like, yeah. maybe they don't know yet and maybe that's, part of exploring is like uh, i don't know maybe they should maybe they just want to kiss a girl and because they're still straight mm-hmm. it's gonna feel queer baby but like maybe they really want to explore maybe we should just let people explore and then like and then you know like see where that journey takes yes. them and then we can be like in hindsight that was bad <laughs> but like maybe we shouldn't squash every sing- single impulse because i think a lot of times people are like you're straight you can't think this well you don't know that maybe they don't know that i guess i didn't <laughs> read it that way though my my reading of it was always like that 
she because exploring is a way if she was exploring i think it would be a little more not hushed but i don't i don't know i feel like exploring is she would say she's exploring do you know what i mean no i don't think she would she's from a different generation she's from this younger generation where they're not expected to be straight you're right and her a lot of the younger fans of hers are from that um era where they're not necessarily born straight whereas like when i say born straight i mean like no i know what you mean our we're, generation uh, we grew up construct. like assuming we're straight and then having to learn we're different or proving yes. that we're different or figuring it out or whatever and and now i think kids are born being like you could be anything and then so straight is not assumed i think a lot of her fans are that way and i don't i think from that perspective it doesn't feel like she's baiting it feels like she's just trying to play to all the points of view yes because I could see myself as an, you know, ten-year-old uh, now if I wasn't assuming I was straight and seeing that and being like, cool. So now I know it's all okay, mm-hmm. and that's very nice. As opposed to being like an adult, being like, oh, you're trying to get my community. On <laughs> Both could be true. I don't claim to know the answer. It's very possible she's doing it for that reason. I, you know, I I don't think there is because like I, I do think the the debate specifically around her is the most debatable version of that because it is like a thing where she doesn't have to answer to it and but yet she has in a cryptic way of being like well i don't label my sexuality but yet she won't call herself pansexual or bisexual or you know yeah i mean i think she would fuck the moon you know what i mean yeah i think yeah i think (laughs) she's i i mean i think she for sure has a sexual fetish for this for space and all its properties yeah uh so wait what was after so it was bad idea bad idea then we go into break up with your girlfriend that's right that's where she had the big table across the stage that she like shimmied across it was very much like two people sitting across the table Mm -hmm. you know your classic mom and dad in a mansion mad at each other situation which i love it was great i love a good reference to a tropey um symbol that that mm-hmm. in a new way you know like it's fun to see something like that and it gets the point across like Her dancers are also very good at that like oh God, that theatrical so version of being like <laughs> you're arguing with me like they're very good at gesticulating their hands and yeah. they, it's like it's almost like a good way of acting like what yes. the, what the scene is so technically sound um mm-hmm. if you guys want to follow their dancers i think it's God, what is the da- there's a dancer account? I think it's Ari Kids or something or Sweetener Kids or something like that. Oh, that's yeah. Where the all dancers have an Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I only know this because I didn't even know that. My not actually friend, but dan- friend guy person I knew that I used yeah. to dance with many years ago is one of her dancers now. But I follow him on Instagram and he tagged them, so I was like, "Ooh, this all is right. cool." So you can, if you like the dancing and you're a fan, you can follow them. Great. Um, that yeah, is that's so, really cool. After that, we go into a video of their childhood, which was That's honestly so poorly edited. Weird, yeah, and the audio wasn't good. Sound I mean, look, it's, it's it's it was like a VHS tape from the early nineties. Definitely not mixed for an arena. But, but yeah, but it did seem kind of like it was a weird choice for an interlude. You had all the technology in the world yeah. to digital digitize it and make the sound good, and it did not sound good. Or just make a montage of being <laughs> a kid, you know? And I mean, that picture of her at the Panthers game or whatever, like yeah. on the Zamboni. It was that. probably very cute on a computer when they watched yeah. it and then they blew it up on an arena and it did not translate yep but then we go into uh no wait did she even sing rem yes she yeah, does she I'll, I, I'll, I know the song this was my other criticism we'll get oh, okay. to it when it's but she does sing rem that was next beautiful beautiful like like rainfall thing going on oh in the background yeah there was that. cool visuals there um and then what was after rem be all right oh that was i think like when everybody kind of like in our where we were seated really started waking up because people okay. were like really getting into, I love that song. I, I like it too, but I, I was surprised by that choice. It wasn't necessarily like it probably, it probably wouldn't make my like top three of like old, I, oh, old it would, songs. It wouldn't so. even make, if, if I did a, like just a stack of dangerous woman songs, that's like probably number eight, but it does have a good, like it's a good live song. I guess so. There's so many other dangerous women songs I would have wanted to see. I still wanted to you see. You want greedy. greedy, yeah, and and also like let me love I would you. I want let me let me love you. That would have gotten huge, um, but maybe because like Lil Wayne's on it, so maybe yeah. they. But that I mean I could see they're easy to choreograph to that mm-hmm. one. But no, we got Be Alright, which is fine. I mean, there's good vocals in that mm-hmm. one, right? Um, then we go to Sweetener Successful, right? Which was a lot of the songs, by the way, we're about to name. Um, some of them she shortened. In terms of making them almost kind of like one cohesive track, yeah. Um, and that was a great example of that like Sweetener, they did the whole song and then it segued into Successful, and it was only probably at half of Successful, but that one she sang on her own. And I remember I thought of something really funny with that, which was that 
when we recorded, when we were do, still doing sweetener episodes, I remember Madison Shepard was like, she has a bony butt and she's trying to hide it through all these things. And I was like, yeah, huh. she was wearing the skirt that made it look like she was really twerking hard. Yeah, but you know, she had That's some moves. Fine. Yeah, I, mean, I she thought was so. Keeping up, because here's the thing, with, with her dancers, I mean, she didn't have them pull back. They were going full out. Full out. And she was totally keeping up. Yeah, she, it would have been very noticeable if she couldn't dance yes. next to them. But she was able to like... All together, like their job as da- backup dancers is backup, right? They have mm-hmm. to make her look good. And they did. So she they didn't overpower her. Agreed. They were very good. And she also looked very good next to them. So yes. it was a mutually beneficial situation. Yep. Whereas like when you watch, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to shit on Taylor. I'm sorry. But Taylor's a very awkward dancer. She's very good at many things. Yeah, Being no, awkward is also a thing people like her for. So it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But next to her, her dancers, like she looks very awkward when her dancers are dancing full out. I agreed wholeheartedly. She can't do it. Yeah, but Ari looked like one of them. Yeah. Um, she she was the time off, she yeah. put in her ten thousand hours, you see it. Yeah, she um, could do it. I mean, she, but she I think, had rhythm. And I think successful was the first song she was alone for. Yeah. Um, and then what was after successful? Then we go to side to side. Oh, she did that back to back with Bloodline, right? Yes, and Bloodline I loved. I think I did too. She it was fun, and I liked the song more after seeing this. Like, that, that's the, when she went out into the crowd more. That was when crowd. she went through the went through the pit. And out into the yes. closer to and us. And they had all this sort of like st- street seller, uh, co- like, what would you, choreography, I guess? Like yeah, a little, little like act out. money out too. Yeah, they had a little money. act out. It was like, um, you know, streets of Chinatown type of thing where people were holding up these like, Car, um, these like, I, what's the English word? I say tanzu in Chinese. Oh. But it's uh, like blanket, literally. But in in like Chinese subways, they will sell. They call it, like the tanzu because it's oh, people who lay out. A, they about. lay out yeah. a blanket and they mm-hmm. put a bunch of stuff on the blanket and you can buy it. So I like that. It kind of harkens to this like sort of underground right. um, blanket <laughs> blanket seller culture. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm gonna call. It. I'm just gonna call it blanket seller. Um, blanket selling culture. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of the dancers walking around with these blankets with yeah. like jewelry on it, and they I were. thought it was fun. And she was going. No, no, no. I, I know, yeah, it. and just going through, and then they would start throwing it out into the crowd. Yeah, but they play the, like you said, the physicality of it. Like, there's no words, but they really played sort of, I could yeah. hear them going, miss, miss, you know, like that yeah, sort of totally. thing. Like, with <laughs> Cartier, Cartier, Rolex. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does have like a very, um, that's like a, that is a type of acting that's perfect for that type yeah. of, and they're dancers first. So the fact that they were able to do that was really great yeah i mean there's that musical theater yeah sort of and they and they, they they hit for the whole song they would kind of go around the stage you could tell they were hitting certain beats to make sure everybody got part of that show yeah. and things thrown out and that was like that. nice um then we go into seven rings got a big big cheer Ooh, people um, went nuts for it and she by the way that last part where she really goes into the the whole like give me the loot and all that part yeah really hits she did it all herself a lot of dancing there i think yeah. that's where she did the death drop she uh, or Vogue Drop or whatever generation, yeah. Depending on where you, I think it was during that. Depending on what underground club you ciphered at, um, you might call it a Vogue Drop. You might call it a Death Drop. I don't know what you call it, but she but yeah, did it in her heels. They recreated the video essentially with yeah. the pink car coming out. It was very. They uh, put on jackets. Everyone screamed when the jackets came out. It was oh, really yeah. cute watching them do that because you're like, okay, this is a costume change on stage. <laughs> uh, and then that's true. Uh, and then what was next? And then we go into Mon- oh no, we didn't hear Monopoly. This no. is where Monopoly was on Staples Center, but the next night. Oh, okay. Can you? I, I just want to make sure we didn't Are miss we one, one from the previous day. Yeah. So that was my next complaint. Is she played Monopoly every night except ours? We had no oh, guests at ours. La La is known for a lot of artists can get special guests to come out. Yeah. Um, and but nothing. We got nothing. That was my that was my biggest complaint. If I had one, that actually really I was like. May, and Victoria Monet was there. We saw on her Instagram. She was there. Yeah, she was just hanging out. So was yeah. um, a singer from BTS. Yeah, that's right. There was a picture of them, which I've become which so... Which one was I it? Like, I don't even know them I by don't name. Know. No, I don't either. But I've watched Boy With Love videos, like different... There's a oh, lot of choreo videos Jungkook. for that. Jungkook. That's mm. a funny name. Jungkook. Jung. Jung. And he... Is he... I wonder in terms of the um, that band, which... Oh boy, I gotta tread lightly here. I feel like if we get any BTS stands, um, I feel like he's because I I saw the picture too, and I remember I looked it up, and I was like, oh, he's I wonder. He's the youngest. If he... He's the baby. Oh, yeah, because they were also in concert um, the weekend yeah. before. They played the Rose Bowl two days in a row. Oh, Isn't I that... like his little. He tweeted, "I felt and learned a lot after seeing her stage. I'm really challenged by her stage, and will try harder." Hashtag Ariana Grande. 
I think it means her show. Yes. It must translate show and stage must be the same words. And the, yeah, and just so everyone knows, they like I said, they played Rose Bowl a few days before, two days in a row. That must have been so wild. Yeah, they're great. I love them so much. Every time I've seen them perform, um, they make me want to go dance. You know what's so cool about BTS? What I've heard from their army is they're just um, so positive. Like, like yes. they're not just like performers and boy band. They like... Whatever the truth is, if I mean, if they just have a manager who tells them to keep in line, he must be or he or she must be really good at it. But they, from what I see, they yeah. seem genuine and very much about like just living this like lifestyle of being good to your neighbor and yeah. being positive and supporting and lifting each other. And I think that's why so many of their fans like come from so many different backgrounds. It's not just Korean yep. people; it's people who just all around the world just like help each other and love each other because they yes. they like create this vibe of like hey guys like let's just love your neighbor and have fun mm -hmm. and it's really and, nice and they do it in a way that like is so fashionable <laughs> they yeah, their suit yeah. game is <laughs> with sneakers is like my entire aesthetic that's what i would love to do is like mm -hmm. suits and suits and like with chucks on and like jordans and stuff and yeah in the boy with love video there's one outfit one of them wears that i desperately want which is like a, a purple and white striped sweater with like light like stonewashed jeans almost and like yeah. white sneakers i'm like i could wear that outfit i would love to wear that outfit you know what's funny is because i used to keep up with k-pop bands before they really like i think they really broke the dam in the last few years into oh yeah american culture there's, there's another one called red velvet i love them oh yeah a, i think a producer for one of the danity kane albums produced their last album well they've always been working with because jyp was trying to get into the american market because he created um, a studio in, or he started one in um, new york and he's mm -hmm. like one of the heads of JYP Entertainment, he's kind of like, I guess would be like the Diddy or whatever of yeah. Korea. But many years ago, in like 2008, I think they launched a search in New York because I remember going to audition for them. Because they're looking for Americans. They wanted, yeah. they were trying to bridge it by finding like American, Asian Americans oh, who could sing and dance and speak English. That was always a big plus to be one of these bands. If you can speak English in any way, then you, then you can be marketable to Americans. Oh, that makes, that, but, and I feel like, but doing that also, takes the charm out of it yes and no like they were the point is they were trying for so long and it took yeah. many years but they finally broke through and it's interesting because i mean gotta give a shout out to like 2 p.m there or two is it two 2 p.m and 2 a.m 2 p.m was the first one but they're a boy band before uh, pts huge 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 same culture like the fans go crazy they yeah. fans would skip school to, you know there's like even horror stories where like you the girl girl fans will send like pads and stuff like that like gross shit you know oh. it's that kind of like extra level of no, fandom i mean that's why i said i'm like when we started talking about it, i'm like i'm like wow they're the it's oh, like yeah. really it's intense. like insane and there's like tv shows you know like soap operas about making fun of the fandoms but 2 p.m was one of these um bands it's another big one now luna i feel like is yeah another big one. That, that was like this is like i guess i would call them generations ago because yeah. that was 2008 bts like happen to be the one to break through and they're very great but it's interesting to see like there's a lot of people who set the foundation for them to really be successful in america yes um but there was one guy i think he also one of the a few of them speak english by the way yes, that's yes. what helped well there was one guy in 2 p.m american and it didn't go well because they he was korean american he's very good looking i remember having a huge crush on him very talented dancer he's found his own way now um but jay park and he was in the band but then he like because the way the culture is very and there's culture clashing of course yeah. and there's expectations and values like that are different from americans um you know there's a wholesomeness to it there's like yes. you can't do this and that absolutely so i think he felt very trapped when he was working with them and he posted something in english Ooh. about how he was like annoyed at the koreans obviously didn't go over well yeah. i don't think he meant it in a racist way but didn't go over no, well but still that's yeah. yeah so he got kicked out and he kind of got estranged from uh wow. of that whole thing but Oh, he came into um, when I worked at a rest chicken restaurant out here. He came in one day and nobody recognized. I, I was so excited because I was like, <laughs> nobody here knows who he is. We're like, oh my god, this Jay Park. But did yeah, you, anyways, did you introduce yourself at all? No, or, yeah, because well, he was with his like producers. I didn't want to yeah. be a weirdo. Yeah. I never wanted to do that because what am I going to get out of it? Although to be honest, he sure. probably would have liked it. I'm sure he's someone who doesn't who gets recognized by certain people and not by others. And I'm, yes. I feel like he seems like a guy who'd be like, you're a fan? Cool. Yes, yeah. But I mean, it is weird because it is, what are you getting out of that interaction other than to say that you've met the person? I guess uh, the only thing people? is like if you wanted to get a picture, but I Yeah, I but if you're working too, that's even harder. Yeah, but anyways, I just had to get a shout out to 2 p.m. because I feel like they really, they're one of those boy bands that laid the groundwork for BTS to be successful. That's true, yeah. 
Um, okay, what's next? So, yeah, so, so it was after, well, we didn't get Monopoly. What would have been the next song? We didn't song? get it. So then next goes into, okay, now I'm in the right day, but so far we've been in the right. So then it goes into uh, video, Frank Ocean, Close to You. That's right, yeah, which I didn't even recognize that it was the Frank Ocean song. I know she's a big Frank Ocean fan yeah. through and through, but yeah. These video interludes didn't do much for me. I think they were really just for costume changes. Well, yeah, and when we get to the next one, I have I have some thoughts okay, if it's the one I think of. get into Love Me Harder. Yes. Oh, okay. I was so happy. So happy because it's one of my all-time favorite yeah, songs. Yeah, same. And it was so intimate. She just came out, started singing it. And I, if I remember correctly, she segued into breathing. She did. Floored. I yes. was floored by that. Because so she just, the way she hit the beginning of that song was Love Me Harder stopped and she just started singing it a cappella. She started hitting, hitting breathing mm-hmm. a cappella. And she was by herself out on the stage. Something I wanted to say before I forget, actually, I've been meaning to say this like three times already, is that I think one of the other reasons she's very cautious about her, about how intimate she is with her fans in the venue is given her um, her background of, you know, given Manchester and everything yeah. and how people, how obsessed people have been with her. And you're right. Like you had asked earlier, you're like, well, is it different for male pop stars? And I know like Brendan Yuri, who's in the new Taylor Swift yeah. song, he posted something about, he's like, fans have to stop. He, he goes in the crowd and like shakes hands and stuff and people will like put their hands on him. They'll get really handsy. And apparently like a, a someone snuck out a, a kiss or something. Oh, and yeah. that is such a line no, that he crossed. No, I can imagine how awful they are to the girls. And like- he, Yeah, and he so if like he's saying that where he's like, listen like this has to stop even with security (laughs) around him it's not enough and it's keeping him from wanting to do that again yeah it's like yeah what 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 could a a person like ariana who's like a small bean uh like yeah well that happened to taylor and she sued the guy and won that's right yeah because he tried to grab her was the dj right yeah yeah so shitty um Um, all right let's do this real quick yes so then we get into needy one of my favorite so so good it was so well done too really good i think she came down to the front for that right um, no, she was in the back, but it oh, was... Oh, no, that was NASA she came down. That, yeah, and that was where she included her dancers without them even having to dance. Yeah. Like, they literally just sat around her, she sang with them, and I lost my mind when, yeah. when the audience got to scream NASA. It was the so great moment. We Okay, in between that, we got fake smile, which I had to go to the bathroom for. Oh, I remember, and Chelsea and I made a lot of Instagram videos yes. of us going, woo! <laughs> and then we go into makeup. I love that song. Great song. And she's a great, yeah, it was just a low key. Then we go right there. You'll never know. Break your heart right back medley. Okay. That's where I was also like so happy because you'll never know is my favorite song from um, yours truly. Uh huh. And I loved it. And it seemed like actually a lot of people in the audience knew it. Yeah. Um, I saw someone in front of us like had their phone out. They were taking a picture and I could see them typing in the caption Aww. that it was, they were like really happy that she played that. Um, and, uh, Break Your Heart Right Back's a good song. It's a good one. And then, and you'll, um, what was the other one? Right There. Right There. With That's a Big Sean song, also from Yours Truly. That's actually a very good song. If you listen to it, like, on its own, like, Yours yeah. Truly, like, she really hits some good vocal highs in that. Do you think Big Sean came to any of her so- concerts? No, I think they're cool, but I don't think they're pals. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I think if they see each other, they'll talk and they'll say hello and everything's yeah. fine. But I don't think he's, like... Um, he's like, if he's around, it's not like a crucial thing. I think they get lunch once every six mm, months. I think there's that kind of X. I wonder if they still have sexual tension. <laughs> Probably. Um, then we go into, okay, NASA, which yeah, we, we talked already about. Reviewed. Then, oh my gosh, good night and go. So beautiful. Woo, that was so a good happy. one. Loved yeah. It. She, she really hit that one really well too. Um, then we get a little act interlude in my head, which is a bummer because I love that pro- song. I really wanted to see that performed. That was my th- that was my my other big complaint was and that that's a great song that she could totally have just performed yeah. with just a microphone, but instead it was this weird interlude for people who so saw weird. Coachella know what I'm know what we're talking about. It was just a video that was also very well well made. Like the video did this thing where it moved across the stage, so it yeah. was very like it almost looks like it was shot with multiple cameras. And yeah. it's cool, but I it like kind of made me bored. Yeah, I mean, it was like... Yeah, and it clearly was a costume change moment. Yeah, but I wish they picked a different song for that. Or do Same. like one of the ones she didn't want to sing, like Imagine or something. Yes. Because in my head, I don't think it's that emotional for her. I mean, it's very personal, but I feel like she could yeah, perform it. But, and it's a good song. It's a great song. Yeah. But then we go into Every Time, very short version of it. Yep, but it was uh, a good version. It was good. And then The Light is Coming, shortened. Also Everything here fun. in this act, Act 4, was all shortened. And then Into You, but also a short version. Yes. So that one was interesting because it was very good. It's a great song, obviously. We, everybody w- yeah. really was into it, too. Yeah, like the audience was one. fucking, yeah. But at the end of it, 
she got off stage the song yeah. kept going like the, her like the the track <laughs> vocals kept going and the dancers stayed on stage and danced but they went hard yeah so that is a weird thing where it was a costume change but i don't know that's a song that we all want to hear through but isn't to that end. one about her dating one of her dancers that might have been a Ricky song, so, but still, yeah. I mean, look, it's been three years. Yeah, I think you can. Sure, true, given true. her her most recent. No, dating no, life, but I just mean interesting to end on the dancers because like they're is. a character in it because she true. dated one of her dancers. By the way, Ricky, I think, is still takes photos and directs stuff for her. They're friends. Oh, okay, that's so good. So he got like a co-directing credit or co photography credit mm-hmm. for something recently. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that he was he's still pretty involved in her creative life well that's good yeah. um because then we go into this weird my heart belongs to daddy video that was the other it was a, which that's it's a, a cover marilyn, marilyn monroe marilyn song. monroe song i believe from how to marry a millionaire huh. um just a bizarro it's a weird video crazy weird thing. yeah i wasn't crazy about it um and then we're now in the home stretch we go to dangerous woman amazing it was very good it was very she just was in the middle of the stage just really like hit the yeah, vocals she hit it um, then break free. Oh, that people really went people nuts went crazy. for. Never been my favorite song. I think I heard it too much on the radio to yes. like connect to it. But everyone loves it. It's, it's a good. It's a good live song. It's one of the ones that people know the most. It's recognizable because yes. it was so popular. It is a good song. It was also peak EDM during that period yeah. in 2014. So it really had that like EDM vibe to it. Yeah, and then she ended on No Tears Left to Cry. Which was also very good. Yeah. The Umbrellas, they bought them back. It's good. And then she did an encore. Rih- Rihanna um, oh, tribute. Oh, yeah, that's right, Umbrella. Well, and then we were all like, where's Thank You Next? Uh, yeah. Hello. Which we knew and, what was coming. The lights weren't up yet. <laughs> so the encore, we got to see a little Mean Girls montage. Uh, no, it was, oh, it was mixed. No, it, it was, was like a her like a, social media stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was like a lot of tweets, a lot of what the also press like says. Being mad at the audience a little bit because yeah. it was like Ariana's tired, and she's like, "I'm tired." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like is this what you want? All right, I'm coming back out. Well, she just—I think it was a cool. I actually appreciated it because I was like, "This is a good moment where I think um, she's taking all the stuff that almost like a reminder of what." life was like during thank you next and then summed it all up that was like the great summary of the show in my opinion um and then uh she also did the first wives club thing at the end where they all put on their jackets and danced off stage until the the elevator took them back down yeah and so that and that was the end and i think we were filled up with joy and it truly sparked so much joy so much joy for me i truly happy it was worth the uh it was worth standing around in those god-awful heels how many (laughs) high ponytails would you rate this concert oh my god five of course same yeah five even with my like that's why i said my complaints we just had a podcast to talk about them but they are minor um so last thing i want to say before we go i forgot to say this up top we have stickers for sale (gasps) yes we have new artwork that was so good that was done by starlene hodge yeah and it's um it's got different Ariana's on it. You know, it's got Dangerous Woman Ariana, Sweetener Ariana, I think mm-hmm. Loll- Lollipop yeah, Ariana. Mm-hmm. I guess that's Sweetener it's got Ariana. It's got like four Ari yeah. phases, all podcasting. You can see it on our Instagram at podissawoman. Two S's. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you can buy it. It's $4. That includes shipping. It's a two by three, so it's a little baby sticker, but it's a cute one. And it's... Um, Put it on your laptop. And yeah. And your that, phone. Like I said, it includes shipping and it also, um, we, we, we're doing it pretty basic. Like you could just order it either through PayPal or Venmo and we'll just send it to you directly. Yeah. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. And again, that's pod is a woman, two S's on Instagram. Where can people find you, Eli? At Eli Olsberg. And where can people find you, Teresa? At Larissa T. All right. We'll see you next week. Back to the album. Bye. Bye.